Warning the following program contains world premiere certified ball players, incredible interviews, latest hottest content material, may not be suitable for people with the following medical condition original phobia, acute player hater disorder, no jumper, no handles, allergic to playing defense. If you suffer from any of these conditions, contact your coaching staff. Welcome to License to Ball podcast where certified ballers play, and now here's your host, Hip Hop. Hey, welcome to the show, episode 10. We're going to discuss, do takeaways, break down the Hawks Naismith Holiday Classic. Three-day event. Sorry, girls. We're going to do so much. We're going to be covering them boys. A lot of talent over there. A lot of commitments. Like I tell you all the time, Georgia's in a great place with basketball. And one thing I noticed about Georgia now with basketball, especially their guards. Their guards getting real... Scrappy. Hard nose. They starting to be junkyard dogs. They got the dog in them. And very aggressive. Starting to take on the likes of like a Chicago type guard. A Memphis guard. With a real hard nose players. They're starting to know these. And the guards are getting more and more skilled. And you can see this every week going in this tournament. And one of the takeaways from this tournament is. Newton should have been number one from the jump start you had that rankings from the AJC and Cal Sandy's rankings it should have been number one from the get go they were missing two players tonight won the game 85-62 we're going to go into that a little bit more heavier that's a team that's going to win the state championship in 7A Byron injuries nothing bad happened to them I don't know why we as media, we say that. Of course, if they if they riding on all eight cylinders, perfect situation. So, not perfect situation. Teams usually not going to do as well. But Newton should be seven eight champs this year. They just keep doing what they doing to get the players back in. Their chemistry. They play ninety four feet, both ends. They play hundred miles an hour. Hit the three ball. It's a very lovely thing to go watch them play. You know, got what's a guy named Jakari Newton, Indiana commit, going up with Caleb Banks. That's gonna be a nice little recruiting class that Yaya doing. Yasir doing in Indiana, doing a great job recruiting. And then you, they got Castle, a UConn commit, a six-six point guard. So they're doing very well. They, very, they got a strong little team on there. But we're going to go into the main event. 
talk about the main event a little bit. I mean, at the main event, the main game we're going to showcase. That's Holy Anderson's and Mount Pisgah. Mount Pisgah is the returning state champion. Had one of the top point guards in the country that everybody's salivating on, wanting to get. He plays like a Ferrari. That's Wallace's little brother. Man, he plays like a Ferrari. Up and down the court, play hard, leave it all on the floor. Kid's insane. And you got Holy Anderson, a very young team. And they got Caleb Wilson, kind of remind me of a young Giannis Apokupo, the Greek freak, coming in his own, put his stamp on the game. He is a great pass. I mean, a great passer for his age. He's a great passer, handles the ball very well. I mean, it's amazing how these kids are to so young of an age. And you got Will Hopkins, a 6'4 point guard, big body, broad shoulders, strong. So, Mount Pisco play 100 miles an hour. Holy Anderson plays fast, but not that fast. They play like 41 speed, US 41. Mount Pisco play like the idle bar. So they trap and press. Holding Anderson, even though you're a young team, is not a type of team that you want to press because they have two big guys that can see over the press and handle the ball and have court vision. And making the extra pass, making a hockey pass, that's a real big difference in the game once they settle down and got up on their bears and played day speed. Was crucial in this game. And the first thing we're going to do, we're going to go into breaking down segments of this game and the keys like slowing slow start and how they got in a slow start how they got into that we're going to listen to what Will Hopkins had to say about the slow start and how he got going let's go and get that and play that uh, that clip Too bad, but our defense was kind of lackluster on three. And then once we picked that up, our defense got rolling, and then we started turning defense into offense and transition buckets. And that, that picked us up, and then our energy got picked up, and we started locking out on defense, and we, we got a lead going into half. And you got to say that's big for a young player to know where his bread is buttered, know how he make things happen. And no things to do to get his game on was like real, real crucial. Then his size for the press, looking over this, he discussed that how that helped him out, helped him out as well. Was listen to what he had to say. Quicker than people that might like six five, the original like the regular six five people, I'm quicker than 
And if it's a little guard on me, then I can use a mismatch to my advantage in the paint. And if there's a bigger guard, I can get by him, you know, put him move and go. And then I can create for Caleb too. Off that, I can just dish off and I'm in the paint. Now you can see he understands his game, even he's coming into his game and still learning his game and developing. Like I said, he know where his bread is buttered. He know what he's good at. He played to his strengths. And that's very key for a player to play within they self and play within they means on try to do things they aren't accustomed to doing and doing. That's a lot of players. They try to do a whole bunch of things instead of just mastering one or two things and add on to it. That's how you become great. Then we're going to listen to him talk about how he took control of this game as a, as a floor general out there. We're going to go in and play that and listen to how he took control of this game as a floor general. Uh, I feel like when we speed up and like play at the other team's pace, we don't get what we want. We don't get the looks we want. We don't get in our sets. But when we slow down and play at our tempo, you know, we get in layups, we get in wide open threes. And I feel like it really like completes our team when we playing slower than the team is trying to speed us up. Now we've got Caleb Wilson, baby Giannis. So we come up with a better nickname for him, but he plays like Giannis to me. I think he is a young version and Giannis getting his coordination. Giannis kind of looked the same way when he was young. If you watch some of his footage, his size actually helped two with the press and he discussed how that helped him out with the press let's go and listen to what Caleb had to say yeah, it does help me um, I was trying to pass first this game because more and more people are starting to see the tape, the tape and the film on me and so I just wanted to show that I'm a versatile player now one thing I discussed with him too so what they know what you're going to do. So what they know you're going to score. They're watching the film. They have to stop you first. You just can't give up your game and do other things. It don't matter if they know what you're doing. They got to be good enough to stop you. And I think he's a young player, and he'll learn that, and he'll grow into that. But passing the ball and doing other things, my God. That changed the game. He almost had a triple-double. If he was a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end, he would have got a triple-double because he had eight points, 11 assists, and 11 rebounds, and 10 defensive rebounds. So that was, that was crucial, man. That was like big. That's big time playing like that. He just played a little bit more assertive. I think the game wouldn't have been close at all on that because the game went down to the wire. It's a 63-62 to 62 ball game. If he just did a little bit more, being a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end, it'd be a different ball guy. Then they would have won by 15. Now, his defensive rebound, he understands how his defensive rebound contributed to the win. And we'll, we'll listen to his take from that. Um, I think it affected the team really well. Um, I love to rebound because on a rebound, I can push the ball go coast to coast or even distribute and get the ball up the court to one of my guards that run. So we start out. So this young team going to be a force of reckoning with. They beat the state 
champions. So they got that on their belt to build their confidence up and know they can play with these they can play with these guys as a meter on what they could do at the state playoff level. So I like to see them play rematch of that of that game. I like to see a rematch of that. Big time rematch of that. And then we'll get on deck next is McKeetra. Come out on the show. I didn't mention them, but I told we're gonna cover this this day two with the boys. So in day two out of those three games over there at Holy Anderson. They beat North Cornette 64 to 54. McKeechan's a team that nobody wants to play. They don't want to play them. Not saying teams can't beat them. That's a tough out. It's not going to be a gimme game. They scrap it. They play hard. Coach, stay on his players and he won't let them let up. They got a big man out right now. He should be back late. Late in the season. Good guard play. Got a nice high flyer. Protects the rim. You know, we just lock down the paint on boards and everything. Yeah, Calvin Johnson. That's a very unique name. I don't know, he might be old enough to be named after Calvin Johnson, but Calvin Johnson is a nice little high flyer and hang around the rim. Got a got a nice putback tonight, too. He got a nice putback tonight. Game plan on McKeetra is harass 94 feet. Play at an Audubon level over 100 miles an hour. Don't let you get set up. Run that shot clock out because they plan a 35-second shot clock. And they got the Clemson commit, R.G. Garfrey, brings the ball up. Big man, they wore him out. I mean, they wore him out because he had to bring the ball 94 feet. And you can notice by the middle fourth quarter, he had his hands on his hips, pulling on his jersey. He was tired, huffing, puffing, bringing that ball up and working. And he, and he, and he was getting fouled. Getting fouled. Referees were passing on a lot of his fouls. So he had to work real hard to get to the basket. He's able to get and ones with no calls and still finishing, stumbling and falling with his, his brute strength. Seemed like he was getting penalized for being big and strong. But the Clemson commit did what he could to keep his team in the ball game. Finished with 19 points and nine rebounds and three assists. But they wore him down. When he was driving to the basket, bring the ball to the court, he had a guy running from behind him on the side of him and doing a half court double and get the ball out of his hands and make everybody else beat you. And it seen it work out. Thomas did pretty good hitting from the outside, but it wasn't enough. Just wore the the big man out. He's like a man child, RJ. Double him up and it seen it work out. Keisha came out of W. That's a big win. They beat Willow last week. was a big win. And they're going to be a team to be um, reckoned with. And they had Dark Horse in this basketball game that nobody want to play. A big-time Dark Horse. 
And we have Ray's, don't let me forget, Ray's Cotton. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He finished with 29, I mean, 22 points and four assists for McKeatron. And you have Braden Sparks finished with 19 points and five assists and 10 rebounds with a double-double. So these guys balling. They're going to make you see them and pay attention to them, this Dark Horse team. Now when we come back, we're going to do the game, the final game of the night. Newton against Green Forest. Wanted that game to be a tighter game. When we come back from, from the break, we're going to talk about that game and get a takeaways and break down that game. This is Caleb Banks, and you are listening to License to Ball. This is Trent Markwith with Relentless Hoops, and you're listening to License to Ball. This goes Washington, head coach at Pelbrook High School. You are listening to License to Ball. You're tuned into the hottest prep basketball podcast, License to Ball, where certified ballers play. Leave us a rating and review. Don't touch that dial, dial, dial. <laughs> Who am I kidding? This is the internet. Keep rocking with License to Ball. And now back with your host, Hip Hop. Newton is another team that nobody wants to play. Nobody wants to play this team, Newton. They got two solid guards going big time. Indiana, UConn. You have solid guard play. They play real hard. 94 feet. It seemed like this year is the Autobahn year where these teams play 100 miles an hour and very aggressive and won't let you set up. And that's very key when you're playing a shot clock. And a beating Green Forest. 85 to 62. The game was never close. It was close the first two minutes and after they ran away with the game. You know, Jakari Newton, 21 points. Four rebounds, one assist, has some explosive plays. Play above the rim, blocked a couple of shots at the rim. Beginning the game, within two minutes in the game, he had a real big block, set the tone, how they're going to be playing the whole night. He's like the tone setter for that team. And keep it on, who keeps it on cruise control? It's Castle. Castle keep it on cruise control. The UConn commit, the 6'6 point guard. Hitting threes on the outside. They take possessions away from you. Green Forest has an inside-out game. And they hindering them from setting up in the post with the two big kids. DK. They just couldn't get set up. The shot clock was running out and they had to do quick shots. So you, they never get in a good flow. Really never get in a good flow. Not at all. 
but Green Forest led by Jalen Forrest. Jalen Forrest, 21 points, three assists. Played real good. Had the, he got that mid-range and three-point game. Big body player. Kind of mind me of Deion Glover. How he built and play. Played hard. And without his performance, the game probably would have been worse. His 21 points was crucial. Out of this game. He can't play. Look like the kid playing when he got something to prove. He got a little bit of looks. He got an offer from Mercer. And the other school escapes me. But he getting a little bit of interest from these schools. And he's showing out. Showing how his game has grown and developed from last year. He's making a leap from last year and getting so much better. And these tournaments, I mean, you got tournaments back to back every week. You got tournaments next week because Christmas coming up, holiday classic, then you got the MLK, and then you got the region, then you got the state playoffs, then you got the championship, then jump right in AAU. You got to love it. You love basketball. You're in the right state, right city, Metro Atlanta for all this good stuff. That's why you do this. It's like media is so strong here. That's why Atlanta is the new mecca of basketball. It kills me to say it being from the south side of Chicago, but Chicago is the home of the ball player. And let me say that, but it's the truth how organized it is down here. Some of the best referees, some of the best coaching, best players, grassroots programs. In terms of a testament of it, because the tournament was designed and built by one of the players grew up here and designed a tournament for people to play in and giving back. That's a beautiful thing when the kids see him giving back and doing these tournaments and giving exposure. And then you got you gotta you can't forget SUV TV, my God. When it comes down to media, those guys is running Atlanta. They are running Atlanta. They're like ESPN 360 on demand and everything streaming, man. If you don't know about them or you don't you need to sign up for that. You can't miss a game at all. You can watch the games on demand or live. Marcus over there, Barnett is doing big things at SUTV. The instant replay with the big screen over there. It just first class tournament. You got all these things going, going in there with the social media and the media. And you got commentating at halftime. You got color commentating doing the game. So the tournament is a real good tournament. I think that's probably the best organized and put together tournament I ever been to. With the big screen and you go watch the instant replay. You got the commentating at halftime. You got Home Depot, Devin Mitchell, Home Depot, do it yourself. Hospitality was good. Food was good and everything. If you like this, Please follow us, retweet this, share it. Let everybody know we have things that they need to hear when it comes down to prep basketball and basketball in general. They get caught up, one-stop shop, catch up on all the big things going on in Atlanta. Interviews, scores, takeaway breakdown. You can follow us on you can find us, sorry. You can find us 
on all major podcast platforms. You go to jimradinsider.org. Go to the website and you can find all the stuff we put out this year. Website been redone and put up. Because as you know, some people might be listening to the podcast for the first time. I've been doing this for about 15 years. I took a couple of years off. Now I'm back at it. Revive and ready to go at this. And do more of this. So if you don't know my household name, I'm going to strive to be a household name. Till next time, I'm Hip Hop. You listen to License Ball Podcast. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. Join us next time. Peace.